census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Episode 252 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Rahal. You can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. And I am here, of course, in the Pat Cave, brought to you by uh, Deadly Grounds Coffee, as we are part of the Dorkening Network. And uh, I am here, not by myself, but joined, as always, by my co-host on the show, my co-host in life. She is <gasps> the Baroness of Bordeaux, the Countess of Cabernet, the Mistress of Merlot, the Real Housewife of Transylvania, the Michael Phelps of Wine, the Queen of the Monsters and an honorary Lizzie, ladies and gentlemen, it is Ashes Von Nightmare. I can't wait to meet the superb owl. Yes, yes, that will be a uh, superb owl. It will be uh, it's a great be, owl. Don't pillage me, <laughs> creepy paper, <laughs> creepy paper. It's a it's it's crepe paper, creepy, creepy paper. paper. <laughs> what about this? This is pretty macabre. Yeah. So, uh, if you haven't uh, already figured it out, today we're going to be talking about the TV show, What, what We, we do, do in the, the Shadows. I think this is my, well, one of my favorite shows on television right now. Yes. Like, easily one of my, definitely uh, top three, top three currently running television shows right now, because yeah, that, that's what current means. Definitely, uh <laughs> Definitely my favorite uh, movie spinoff TV show. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely it works. It's right up there with Mash, to be honest with you. But um, <clears throat> not as dark. Well, Hawkeye was pretty uh, pretty light sometimes, but you know, then came the heavy stuff. But yeah, you're right. Um, Although it depends on the uh, the subject matter, because it can pre it can be pretty dark here and there. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the topic of the day is the uh, the three vamp the four vampires. I almost left out Colin Robinson. You cannot miss Colin Robinson. Well, he was down and you in the have basement. to call him Colin Robinson because for some reason, whenever they talk to him, they have to call him <gasps> Colin Robinson. It's always Colin Robinson. Colin Robinson. Um, but yeah, it's... I will touch base a little bit on Guillermo, too. Gizmo? Guillermo. Gizmo. Uh, this, this is something that we've been talking about covering for a while. We just rewatched the, uh, first two seasons again, because... A third season is coming eventually. Yeah, I'm hoping later this year. Yeah, uh, season three was greenlit in May of last year, so almost a year ago yep. at this point. Uh, but, you know, I mean, not much has happened between now and then. I mean, it's not then like... What? Then and now. Now and then. Then and now. Because you have to... It, it happened before and now. Between that time and this time. So, Yeah. Well, you say now and then when you look into the future. 
Like if it was coming out in May, you'd say, oh, there's not a lot happening between now and then. But since it happened last year, it's then and now. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for putting <clears throat> everyone to sleep. Oh, that's what Colin Robinson I was does. like, you are the Colin Robinson of this uh, podcast right now. If anything, I'm Matt Berry. You wish you were Laszlo. I'm a lot smarter than Laszlo. Laszlo is is not an intelligent man. Well, I mean, all you have to do is put a toothpick in your mouth and Jackie you have Daytona, a whole new identity. Normal human bartender. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is a phenomenal show. But, you know, it gives you a, a little bit more of a look into not only like the different types of vampires that you get to see, because we get to see an emotional vampire, we have an energy vampire, and of course, you know, your traditional uh, vampires. But we also get to see um, probably the funniest thing uh, in the entire series. The Council of Vampires? No, that's not... I'm not talking about that being funny. I was going to say the relationship between... Because the, the movie focused heavily on the relationship between the vampires and the werewolves. And there is a werewolf-vampire confrontation. And Nandor has to fight this huge vampire, a uh, huge werewolf... And as his weapon, he chooses a squeaky toy and he throws it off the roof. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy just dives after. He's like, well, I guess I won. <laughs> um, but yeah, but we'll get into that. But because this gave us a little bit more of a look into, you know, the mythology surrounding these particular vampires who have all lived together for roughly a century on Staten Island, uh, we have an interesting getting into character question for you today. Which is, if you could be any type of vampire, what type of vampire would you be? And now, because um, we have seen that canonically, there are a lot, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of different uh, types of vampires in just this universe, mm -hmm. um, and it turns out that so, as you mentioned, the Council of Vampires had not only the original trio from the movie, but Danny Trejo, so the Dusk Till Dawn vampires, mm -hmm. um, uh, Wesley Snipes, so Blade. So, Daywalkers. So this is this is uh, canonically Marvel. Uh, <laughs> um, Tilda Swinton from Only Lovers Left Alive. Mm -hmm. um, so you have a lot of different options. So if you were to pick... Like, would you? Oh, and they also discussed uh, Rob and Tom weren't able to yes, join. Yes, they referenced uh, Robert Pattinson, you know, obviously of the Twilight franchise, a, a sparkly vampire. Which was a major part of the first episode. Yes. And Tom Cruise, so Anne Rice's interview with the vampire. Like uh, Lestat vampire yeah so uh interview with the, what was the what was the other one so it was um no 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 no. the other um interview with the vampire and what was the other movie queen, queen of, the, of damned. the damned that's the one so like that uh that's what i was gonna say it's it's three books uh rolled into two movies it's uh interview with a vampire uh the vampire lestat and queen of the damned all right uh i thought you were gonna name some of the other people that were in the no like, i okay. was gonna uh, I was going to educate you, yo. So that, that world of vampires is also open. So 
uh, ashes to you, what would what would the type of vampire you want to be? Would you want to be moody musician vampires who just like lounge around in Italy or? I mean, as as like uh, tempting as that sounds, um, I want to be Lady Gaga, the Countess, American Horror mm. Story Hotel, Glamazon vampire. That's true. I want to be alive for centuries to the point where I kill my prey based off of what they're wearing and if I can repurpose it. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Like go after people wearing designer clothing, mm. establish a, a fabulous closet's worth of, of labels and gorgeousness. And I, she was really brutal too. Oh yeah, she was savage. Like she was in that. really brutal. Not only did she, you know, bite into her prey, but she—I don't know if you remember—she um, had the nails, like the mm -hmm. claws that she would wear on, on like her pointer finger, to just stab into, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, draw the blood. neck of her. Yeah, draw yeah. blood from her prey and everything. Um, I think that would be really cool. Well, if you also, want to ruin your lipstick. You don't want to ruin your lipstick you just kind of poke the jugular vein and just kind of it's the classy way to do it you know like use it Pinky as, like a, up. as a as a bubbler as, as, they say as, as a bubbler yeah water fountain everywhere else but <laughs> um so yeah so that that would be my number one choice i would want to be this just you know super cool super glamorous woman about town uh, and I also think it would be really cool to be like one of the Lost Boys type vampires, mm. the the kind of like rock Sleep and roll, all day, party punky, all night, yeah, never yeah, grow old, never die, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, just like the go, you know, cause chaos because I can. You are eating worms, Nick. <laughs> um, how do you like the biscotti? Um for me, I'd probably go Wesley Snipes Daywalker because, you know, all the strengths, none of the weaknesses. You know, you don't need to feed on blood. And you can wear some really cool sunglasses. Well, I mean, I I, I mean, I don't, but I could. You could. I don't have cool sunglasses. No, you don't because you break them. No. Oh, uh, yeah. All my all my uh, sunglasses were like $5. That's why we less. can't have nice things. Actually, the ones that I do have, the wraparound Oakleys, don't have like a nose guard because they were like you know, free somewhere. Oh, yeah, my mom had them. She's like, oh, I found these at the Cape in the gift house. I'm like, oh, I'll I take them. I found them in the trash. Do you want them? <clears throat> and of course, I said yes, because they go around. For you. Well, they, they go around and they block the sun from the side. Like, that was, like, the biggest issue. It's like, as long as, you know, the, the sunglasses that I have, as long as the sun is directly in front of you, that's fine. But if it's coming in from either the, the left, especially when I'm driving, uh, and it's just right in my eyes. There's nothing I can really do, but and these plus, have that. Being a uh, being a daywalker, obviously you can get around during the day. You wouldn't have to live necessarily by the the typical vampire tropes. Yeah, and like the best thing is like, oh, I found a vampire nest, and it's like, oh well, it's noon. You know, I could sleep till noon and be like, I'm gonna go kill some vampires. You know kill all the vampires while they're sleeping in their coffins like just open up all the windows and just open up the the coffin and be like that was super easy barely an inconvenience like that's the number one advantage see i think i could be a vampire though because i'm a, I'm a night person my biggest... i really don't come alive till about like 6 p.m 
my biggest issue <clears throat> would be uh, if I was no longer able to eat garlic bread. Oh my God! No more Olive Garden. No more any human ah. food. Can any vampires like? Do they drink wine? Can they can they consume wine? No. Like is that a thing? What? No. No, it's blood. God damn it! That's it. Blood wine. I don't want to be one anymore. <laughs> I don't want to play this game anymore. I'm not having fun. Well, <laughs> let us know what kind of vampire you would want to be. I mean, if you want all the other advantages, so, you could be a. a an energy vampire. If you were to become a vampire, like a, a traditional vampire, what age would you want to be turned into a vampire? Like, like what I, age would you want to be forever? Um, well, probably when I was 22. Really? I hadn't started going bald yet. I still had like a full head of hair. Um, I only weighed about 200 pounds. I was fairly muscular. I was in good shape. So, yeah, probably 22. In shape? Yeah, I was in shape. <laughs> Listen, I have... I can Round you, is a shape. I can show you my yearbook. I was Oval voted, is a shape. I was voted uh, hottest abs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know, I it's hard to, to believe. I don't mean to laugh. It's hard to believe. I like you just the way you are. But I had... <laughs> I had six-pack abs back when I was... And now we have a six-pack in the fridge. Yeah. Uh, now I have flabdominals. <laughs> no, when I was... I had, like, six-pack abs, and I was, you know... I had, I had some pretty decent definition when I was, like, 22, because I had been working at UPS for about three years. You know, I had broadened out. My shoulders finally got big enough to, you know make me not seem like I was 14 anymore because I went through my uh, like my final growth spurt fairly fairly old like I was about 1920 before I started like filling out my frame and so around 22 yeah that's when I was like in peak physical condition I hadn't destroyed all of my uh, joints and, and everything yet so you know I hadn't had all my concussions, so 22, yeah. Fun cushions? Yes, fun cushions. How about you? Um, I don't know. Like, maybe 30? Okay. Maybe 30. I feel like 30 is a good age. But, I mean, I wouldn't mind going now, either. Or, like, waiting until I'm 40. Yeah. I feel like between the third, <clears throat> 30 and 40 range would be good. For me, I just don't know if you know, like, as a vampire, like, do you automatically like? I mean, like Deacon said, once you become a vampire, you become very sexy. <laughs> Look, it's called dead. No, delicious, but dead. dead, dead deadly, but deadly, dead, but, but dead, but delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, well, and and if you become a vampire, does like all of your ailments because you're dead, right? Technically. You're see, dead. That's, that's, You're undead. So, so do like all of your like if you suffer from chronic pain or chronic illness, like you don't have or, asthma or anything, right? Like, am thing. I am I not going to be an asthmatic anymore? Am I going to be able to run? Well, here's the other thing: I'm do nighttime marathons. Um, I'm running, bitches. You also have to remember that if you are undead, uh, you are not alive. You no longer have blood flow, so. Uh, 
you can't have sex anymore because you are uh, unable to achieve an erection because there's no blood flowing through your body. I'm sure there's a loophole. Uh, I mean, I mean, obviously Nandor, uh, not Nandor, uh, Nadja and Laszlo found a way to get Laszlo made a whole career out As of it. The, yes, he was the uh, a porn star for a rather disappointing and unexciting porn career, according to Nadia. Yeah, he was he uh, he did like thousands of them. Yes, but uh, yeah, th- that's all one of those things that everybody always kind of. You know, just a loophole. forgets about loophole. It's like, oh, your heart doesn't beat anymore. Nope. Oh, so how do you achieve an erection? Oh, you don't. Oh, okay. Well, that's fun. I just hold it up like this. I attach a piece of string. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know uh, at Throwdown Thursday Podcast at Gmail dot com what type of vampire you would like to be. And accounting one. Accounting vampire, yes. And when you would like to have been turned into uh, uh, a vampire. Uh. And when we come back, we are going to be discussing Laszlo, Nadja, and Nandor uh, of what we do in the shadows. One, one commercial. Ah, ah, ah. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. In a world swarming with boring, predictable awards shows, what will separate from the rest? Rise above and unite the podcasting realm in a testament to the outstanding achievements of the community. The Amalgamania Podcasting and Entertainment Awards. Podcasters, YouTubers, and Twitch streamers, now is your time. Make your voices heard and submit your program by going to amalga-mania.com for all the details, submission categories, and guidelines. The Amalgamania Podcasting and Entertainment Awards. The summer's biggest blockbuster event. You don't want to miss it. Ottoman Empire, which meant a lot of killing, a lot of pillaging. People would say, please don't pillage me. And I would say, no, I'm pillaging everyone you included. I was relentless. They would call me Nando the Relentless. Because I just never relent. In the old country, centuries ago, I was in a very passionate love affair with a human man called Gregor. He was a knight. He got decapitated in battle. I don't think I ever really got over Gregor, even when I met Laszlo. Thoughts? Looks like it's alive. Good eye. It's 100% witch skin. Simon was always very jealous of this hat. I can't wait to see his face when I walk in. Please don't wear that hat. Too stylish? No. 
It's a big bloody stupid hat with a big bloody stupid curse on it. And every time you wear it, something bloody stupid terrible happens. Nonsense. Gizmo likes it, don't you? It's Pierre. Lazarus' stupid hat. It's got a bloody huge curse on it. I have tried to throw it out many times, but it keeps crawling back. Literally. I acquired this hat while draining the blood of a Bavarian Hexenbrenner, or witch burner. He must have noticed me eyeing it, because in his dying breath, he said, Take my hat. It's Yes, it is cool, I thought. Free hat. Even better. Can I get a drum roll first, please? No. 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 Fine. I'll do my own. Are you here? I'm holding up a finger indicating to hold on a second. Feeling better now. I was a little sick this weekend. Hey, Don. Don. Now, detailing, they go into your car and they get into the nooks and crannies. So, if you don't want to have kids, then I would keep that phone in your pocket. You know, I actually don't mind taking the bus. Everyone kind of focuses on the day part of Daywalker, but actually no one focuses on the walker part. When it comes to zoning ordinances, I have a few thoughts. Is this turkey cut freshly from the breast, or is it a pre-processed roll? All of our meats are actually freshly sliced. Mm, I prefer the roll. I'm wearing a new cologne called Mr. Hijinks. Okay, great. I'm aftershave. It's a cologne aftershave mix, and I found it in the bathroom at work. Great. Can we just not talk about the cologne anymore? Why please? would you use a cologne? Shush. To annoy you. This building used to be owned by Hesserschmidt's Farrier. A farrier deals with equine foot care, kind of a Nike for horses. And we are back. So we are here today talking about the TV show, What We Do in the Shadows, because as you as you may know, we did cover the movie a while back, and uh, that was a lot of fun. The movie was great. Once we learned that they were coming out with a TV show, and it was being produced by Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement, uh, obviously, we were on board. Now, what? You what? Keep, you keep looking at the screen like you're expecting something fun to happen. Uh, maybe I am expecting something fun to happen. Nothing fun is going to happen. Look at the waves get bigger. Yeah, that's when you when you yell and get louder, it, the sound waves move up and down. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Stunning radio, folks. <laughs> so this centers around three vampires living in a house in on Staten Island. There's... Uh, Kayvon Novak, who plays Nandor. And the I Relentless. Nandor the Relentless, who I do think uh, if he met someone named Kevin, he would pronounce it Kayvon. <laughs> uh, Matt Barry, who I fucking love, uh, plays Laszlo Cravensworth. Matt Barry, uh, I was first introduced to him in The Mighty Boosh. Like, he's in that, and he's fucking amazing. Oh, he's the, the zoo. The guy who owns the zoo. Yes. Uh, Bembridge. Bainbridge? Bainbridge. Bainbridge. Um, and he's also in, um, he's done tons of voice acting, including Disenchantment. Uh, and then Natasha Demetrio mm -hmm. plays Nadia. And then uh, Mark Proch, I probably. Nope, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, is Colin Robinson. Uh, he is the energy vampire. 
and then uh, Harvey Guillen as Guillermo de la Cruz, which is an interesting name for someone who is a vampire's familiar. Mm. De la Cruz. Uh, but we do find out some interesting stuff about his family history later yeah. on in the series. Which, season. you know, starts to affect his relationship with Nandor and the other vampires. Yeah, pretty much everybody. Um, because of, you know, for various reasons. For various reasons. So, these three came over. Uh, Nandor is, uh, as you heard in the uh, the clips earlier, he is Nandor the Relentless, who, because he just didn't he relent. didn't relent. And you got to hear <laughs> Nadia and, uh, and, and Laszlo's backstories a little bit as well. Um, Nadia and Laszlo are married. Well, they're married because Nadia is the one who turned Laszlo. Yes. Uh, and also it's, you know, fairly convenient for them to... I mean, it's yeah. They, they have a they have a very unconventional marriage, and I mean, hey, good for them. But I mean, they're they're vampires. They've been alive for a really long time. Several hundred years, yes. Um, and then Colin Robinson, who's just he's an energy vampire, so he doesn't need to feast on on blood or anything. But uh, he gets his. Uh, he's the only one who can kind of affect the other vampires. I kind of really like the uh, dichotomy between this character, Colin Robinson, and the other vampires. Because, you know, I'm sure you've heard of people described as an energy vampire. You know, somebody who, when you're around them, it's almost like they just, uh, they just, they suck so much. They just take all of the air out of the room. You know, someone who is so boring, someone who... Uh, only social ability is is small talk, you know. Nice weather we're having, you know, like those type of people. We've all, you know, sometimes you know, coworkers can be like that, or just say, you know, sometimes your relationship with a coworker uh, can be like that. And I love that this is almost like a. Like I'm, a, I'm looking for a, a word here. From... Well, I mean, you know, it's. Uh, almost like a play on words you know kind of giving life to something that you know uh, uh just there's a word for this i know there's a word for this uh and i just can't think of it right now uh so just bear with me anyways i i, I like how it's it's a clear depiction of what you would think an energy vampire is you know and you see him you know especially in that one episode i think it's season two where he kind of goes on this bender and becomes super powerful like he gets gains powers yeah, to the point where you know? he can clone like himself. his head literally gets bigger yeah yes you know um, he grows his hair he grows back. yeah he grows his hair back like his his physical appearance starts to change he starts to get uh even some kind of like ESP powers that that, that some of these other vampires, yeah, you know that some of these other vampires have through like he's able their to abilities. drain people without speaking to doing them. Doing anything, just you just point at, at them. them, yeah, um, you know, and he can uh, drain the other vampires, his roommates. Uh, of of their like he can feed off of them without actually feasting on them. 
Yes. You know, he's or he the you know, the episode where he trolls the internet and gets into it with an internet troll and realizes that the internet troll is feeding on him. Mm-hmm. And he's an actual troll. And he's an actual troll, yeah. Um but yeah, I just I, I think that the uh I mean, A, like kudos to the actor who plays him. So I watched a couple of uh, like the Comic-Con, you know, when conventions were a thing, mm-hmm. I watched a couple of these Comic-Con panels and these, the, the whole cast is just fantastic and quick witted and hilarious. And these panels had, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously the main characters, but they also brought out Taika Waititi. They brought out Jemaine Clement. Like it was a really good time. Um, and he's, I mean, obviously he's the one who appearance-wise looks most like his character because he's not wearing prosthetics. He's he's naturally bald. <laughs> he wears, I, I believe those are his actual glasses, you know, that he wears. So obviously, you know, he, there's, there isn't much done to really change his appearance. Um, but his actual personality is just, he's hilarious. So the fact that he can go from being this, um vibrant person to playing someone so boring <laughs> boring but funny but like funny in a like coincidental like like it like accidentally funny you know what i mean like like, like unintentional comedy yes that's well, that's he's a very thing. he's he's very dry mm. it's kind of like a um like if steven Wright's stand up was a person mm that would be Colin Robinson, you know, um, because it's very monotone, straightforward, you know, you know, like, you know, oh, I got, I finally got around to reading the dictionary. It turns out the zebra did it, you know, like, <clears throat> I mean, that seems like a joke that he would tell, but, you know, he's a. Uh, He's a very interesting character. I mean, they all are. He On just doesn't the... have the rich European history that well, they all yeah, have. Well, yeah, like, and they they don't really give much in the way of his backstory. Like, we know that he, you know, is a is a cubicle worker. He's kind of, you know, he always wears khaki. He's kind of plain. He's just kind of like a brown and beige every, is what he wears. Every yeah, a very beige personality. Um, but FX has a YouTube channel, and they actually have him reading bedtime stories as Colin Robinson to bore you and to like, you know, quote, feed off of you. And hold on, I have them written down here. Um, Yeah, the FX YouTube channel features several videos of Colin reading bedtime stories to bore the viewer. Books he has read include Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, the Art of Public Speaking by Dale Carnegie, and The Origin of the Species by Means of Natural Selection by Charles Darwin. So riveting, riveting contact. And I have read The Origin of the Species by Means of Natural Selection by D- Charles Darwin. And I mean, as, as a science enthusiast, I found it, you know, interesting, but uh, it, it's not riveting reading material <laughs> so uh but yeah i think that's pretty great yeah the uh the 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 whole 
first season kind of. Uh, and the first season is that when he meets the emotional vampire. I is think that that's, the first season or I the think second that's season? Later in the first season or early in the second. Yeah, when he meets um oh uh Evie. Evie played by Vanessa Emotional Byer. Vampire yes. Evie. Uh played by Vanessa Byer, who used to be with SNL. Uh yeah, and and how they almost well, they not almost, they were enemies at first. They kind of figured each other out, like you They were almost like a couple for a while. Well yeah, and they got together because they realized that they could, you know, they were almost like more powerful together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but then they realized they were draining they're they're by being together and being more powerful because they were in the working in the same place, like the feeding pool. Yeah, it was, was smaller. Yeah. So I think I think he ended up getting a new job, but he doesn't even like get a new job. He just kind of walks into a building with like his stuff in a cardboard box and just like that was the uh, that was after that, he that got was his the promotion. Ayatollah episode. Yes. Yeah, that was after he went completely crazy and drained everyone. Yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't fun for him anymore. So he went. Yeah, so he just got like a new, he did again. He didn't get the job. He just he kind just of goes in, in and yeah, go, picks a random building, walks in, finds an empty cu- cubicle, and just plants himself. Says, "Hi, I'm Colin Robinson. I'm the new guy." Yeah, nice like, weather just, we're having. Just looking for my cubicle. <laughs> um, so we have, uh, aside from Colin Robinson, we have. Uh, Nandor the Relentless, who might be my favorite character because there's so much he does not know. I mean, like, the whole reason he wants to be a a, a United States citizen is because of the 1992 Dream Team. Like, yes. that's a phenomenal episode. <laughs> um, him tr- Him taking his citizenship test is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Um, but... He is, um, you know, he's very similar to um, Jemaine Clement's character, Vladislav the Poker, Eastern European, you know, this brutal warlord, kind of uh, very reminiscent of, you know, Vlad Dracula. Uh, And I know you have a lot more than I have. Yeah. So Nandor the Relentless was born in 1262. What the hell was it? Whoa. I thought I was gonna <laughs> burp. I didn't want to belch on air. So that they so just said, kind of <laughs> they're just kind of fizzled out. Yes, it did. <laughs> so, Nander was born in twelve sixty two in a country that is now known um as part of southern Iran. Uh Al Kalinadar. That's yeah, that's a, that's how you pronounce it. Yes. Good job. Yes. I, mean, I was going to do it's, it, but I figured you could do it. It's spelled A-L, and then the second word, Q-U-O-L-A-N-U-D-A-R, Al-Kalanudar. Yeah, Koala-Nudar. So he became a soldier of the Ottoman Empire, presumably sometime after its founding in 1299. During this time, he pillaged many villages without discrimination and twice turned the Euphrates red with blood, 
one village, a utopia that he burned to the ground, would later become the birthplace of Nadia, his future vampire roommate. And she would not realize this until the 21st century after looking at a painting. Yes, they found the painting. And it's like, that's you on a hill. That's your that's your that's our flag for our village. That's a paint that like that's you on the hill. right like, there. No, it's not. <laughs> And it was, it was, he's like, what do you care? You weren't even born yet. <laughs> That's my people. Um, so Nandor had this really close relationship with his horse. Yes. And throughout time, and actually what I love about this character is he's been uh, a vampire for so long. He's been around for so many centuries that... Uh, his memory is a little skewed, so his horse he calls John, but that's not the horse's real name. He forgets the horse's real name, but he just calls him John. And in the episode where their ghosts come back because they have unfinished business. Well, yeah, they have a ghost in the house. Yes. And then they somehow... Yeah, they do a seance and their own ghosts, their own ghosts come back, come back uh, because they have unfinished business. Nandor's ghost is speaking his original tongue. So uh, the actor, Kevin uh, Novak, Novak, actually speaks fluent Farsi. And that's what Nandor is speaking in that uh, in that scene. Or just say Nandor's ghost is speaking in that scene. But Nandor, the vampire, has absolutely no clue what he's saying because he learned English, you know, uh, uh, hundreds of years ago and, and hasn't used his native tongue since. It's 700 years later and the country no longer exists. Right. You know, like. Yeah. So I think that's a really cool uh, kind of like character development for him. But that's it's funny as hell. Well, yeah. Well, that's what I say. Like, it makes it, it. It's so freaking funny. Um, but you know, but the fact that he's he's definitely the oldest of all the vampires. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the other you ones know, are from. I mean, you know, Laszlo says that he was Jack the Ripper. You know, yeah. so he's o- he's only a couple hundred years old. I think Nadja's a little older than him, um, because the whole Gregor thing. But I think she's a, like four hundred years younger than. Um. Then uh, Nan- uh, Nandor. So she's born in like the 1700s. I think Laszlo's like. Well, I think early I 1800s. You. I mean, you you probably have it in your notes there. You know. What do you got? I know you got a bunch of stuff. Um. Well, I don't. Okay, so I don't actually. Ha- couldn't find Laszlo's birth date. But, but he, he also was, uh... he originated the portrait bomb. He kind of liked a photo bomb, but for a portrait. But I think the the reason why you know I think one of the reasons why they established how old Nandor is exactly and kind of give hypotheticals is you know, for for the other characters is to just establish that Nandor is the oldest, which is why he kind of assumes this head of house. Yeah. role like he he thinks that he's the leader um i there the really really isn't a leader but but he thinks he's the leader because he's the he's the oldest which is very different from the movie where viago is the youngest and he's kind of the one who's organizing the flat meetings and everything but it's because he was like this prissy stuck up dandy 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it, yeah. In that case, it definitely, you know, for, for Viago, it fits his um, personality. personality more uh, to assume a role like that. N- not really like the, the leader, more like the organizer. There's a difference. He was he was the organizer of the flat versus, you know, being the actual leader of, of that group of, of vampires. Well, Nandor is also the only one who has, like, you know, real combat training and, and history with his, you know, pillaging. Yeah, so he was married to 37 women at once and loved 35 of them. Mm-hmm. It was during this marriage that he became a vampire. He gained the unique abilities of pyrokinesis and being able to turn it into vapor. All of his wives became sick of his moodiness, sleeping during the day and blood drinking, and they all left, taking his children with them. He's tried to visit them, or I should say he tried to visit them. This was, you know, back in the day. Uh, but because he's a vampire, they turned him away. I mean, it scared them. Yes. Yeah, I think you said he can turn into vapor, not he turns the fire into vapor. He turns the fire into vapor. Because there was that issue where Being he... Able to turn into vapor. He, he got sucked into the vacuum. Mm. <laughs> he, t- he turned into vapor and got sucked into the vacuum. Uh, and he was trapped there for hours. Uh, which I thought was funny. And his current... So he's had you know several familiars throughout the years. But his current familiar since 19... Not 19. Since 2009 is Guillermo. Gizmo. Gizmo. That's what they call him. They don't even know... Like, half the time, they don't... Well, Nandor knows it's Guillermo, and he calls him Guillermo. It's Laszlo and Nadia that calls him Gizmo. And Colin. But Colin just doesn't care. Colin calls him Gizmo, though. To piss him off. There's a... Uh, there's a... There's a scene where they're being um, held for the death of the Baron, and they're... Uh, they're like, oh, it wasn't us. It was, it was Guillermo. And they're like, what's his last name? And they're like, uh, like they're trying to find him. Like they don't know what his last name is. And he's been working for uh, Nandor for ten years. Mm-hmm. And Nandor doesn't realize that it's been ten years. But to be fair, when you're, you know, eight hundred and fifty years old. What is time? You know, you d- things. Well, but he didn't know it was ten years, because Guillermo thought that he was going to turn him, finally turn him into a vampire, and Nandor gifted him with a glitter portrait made of glitter. Yeah, for his two years of service. Oh, was it two years of that's service? That's what that's what Nandor says to uh. him. And he's like, ten, ten years. He's like, ten years, really? <laughs> like yeah yeah 10 10 years 10 years <laughs> and he doesn't even realize he goes oh wow yeah yeah it's like oh yeah you know it's a special anniversary and it's like yeah two years of service and it's like no no see that's what i like about this this whole uh world building is they don't just show you the lives of the vampires they also give you like the lives and the backgrounds of the familiars you know like the stuff that guillermo is tasked with doing during the day 
like when they're trying to figure out how to get clean clothes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's similar to the movie. Yeah, that's what Deacon I'm had Jackie mm-hmm. as his familiar, and and he was stringing her along. She wanted to be made, you know, turned into a vampire, um, and she pretty much did. They're they're bidding during the day, mm-hmm. you know, all run, running all their errands, making sure that you know uh, their dry cleaning is taken care of, and you know whatnot. So Guillermo is Nandor's Jackie, and. That's another thing, too, I'm going to sidestep for a moment. I like how there are parallels. I mean, obviously there are parallels because it's the same people doing the film and the TV show. But there are so many differences that keep both, you know, you can keep, obviously it happens in the same universe, but it's separate. Right. It's not recycling of jokes. It's not recycling of characters. The only time you see any of of the characters from what we do in the shadows uh the film is the council of vampires right and you know. the the trial yeah well is it, yeah but anything that the council of vampires yes. is involved in because obviously they are members but you know it's it's you know Taika Waititi Jemaine Clement, they're producers, they've directed a couple of episodes, they've written a couple of episodes that kind of oversee Everything. I mean, like, they're busy people. Taika Waititi. I mean, he's doing shit for Star Wars and for Marvel, and you know, he's, Jojo Rabbit. And, and and you know, he's uh Taika Waititi is going to be a guest judge on Australian Drag Race. Very nice. Right. Like that's that's a thing that's happening, and it was just announced. I'm really excited. I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna have to get the app to watch that. But anyways, um. So he has he has drag queens to judge like he he's a busy person. They're busy people. So, you know, in a television series, you usually kind of uh, have a group of people writing. You, you, you pass things off to other people, but they've managed to maintain the same sense of humor throughout the series. Like nothing is off putting. Not you yeah, know what I mean? Like, like everything flows. Yeah, just like it flows. You know, it takes place in Staten Island versus New Zealand, where the movie took place. So it's just almost like a a, a glimpse of like it's kind of the like the other side of the globe. It's kind of like how the Mandalorian. Let's see how across the pond lives. It's kind of like how the Mandalorian gives you you know this other side of Star Wars, but it still has the Star Wars feel to it, without right. you know. Right. Beating you over the head with everything. Like, you know it takes place in the same universe. Um, so, you know, everything's everything's fine. You get it. Like, you don't get taken out by, you know, uh, taken out of the, the program by, like, oh, this character here just makes no sense to me. Or, like, the way they're acting makes no sense to me. You know, you don't get that. You know, you get everybody acts, you know, consistently even when new information comes to them mm-hmm. um like Guillermo did everybody's uh genealogy and Colin Robinson just says 100% white <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out that Guillermo is a descendant of Van Helsing yes yeah, so his last name, De La Cruz, literally translates to Of, of the, the cross. cross. 
uh, which is an interesting last name to have, you know, for for a vampire's familiar. Uh, but yeah, he's of this bloodline of, of you know these these fierce, ferocious vampire killers. He was hoping that they were bakers at first. Yeah, and he's like, oh, Van Helsing, like that's you know that's. I mean, and and they've they've had that conversation a few times, like, oh, ghosts are ghosts are fake. It's like Guillermo's like talking to Nandor, like, ghosts are fake, but vampires, that's fine. Werewolves, that's okay. Ghosts are where we draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> zombies, zombies are all right, but no ghosts. <laughs> I don't like the tone you're taking with me, Guillermo. Well, and he does become a he becomes an accidental vampire killer because of what happens them accidentally killing the Baron. The Baron and the the guy in the tunnel after the um the council. Yes. Uh he accidentally kills another guy. Um so yeah, so so Guillermo's just trying to prote- he's trying to be a really good familiar and he's trying to protect his vampire and his vampire friends against the other vampires that are coming after them for killing the Baron because they're kind of public enemy number one. Yeah, there have been right dozens now. of vampire assassins, and he has taken out all of them. Accidentally. No, the vampire assassins he killed intentionally. Like, he had all the steaks and stuff. Remember, he was eating the coffee beans? Oh, and yeah. And Nandor thought it was because he needed to eat more fiber and drink more water, and he thought he shit all over the floor. He's like... You're taking the tiny hard poops. You need to drink more water. (laughs) (laughs) But it's because he hadn't slept because he can't sleep because he needs to be awake to do stuff for the coven during the day. But he's really good at it. Like it's like a natural inclination for him to to kill vampires. Exactly. You know, which is obviously a conundrum for him because he wants to be a vampire. He's, you know, a vampire's familiar. He does the bidding of his vampire, you know? And like, as a result of the uh, the movie, we know that vampire hunters are very much a thing. Yes. Um, R.I.P. Peter. Yes. <laughs> I brought you a chicken. <laughs> brought you a chicken. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, and then kind of just continue with, with Guillermo's story here. You know, he joins... A group of vampire hunters, and he thought they were just mosquito enthusiasts because he was looking for <laughs> was like, more virgins. Yes, he was looking for virgins. He found a an advertisement for a group of mosquito enthusiasts and said, "Hey, virgin alert!" and uh, fell right into the den. This meeting of a bunch of vampire hunters, or just say wannabe vampire hunters, which includes Craig Robinson. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Colin Robinson. No, uh, which you wouldn't. Um, <laughs> Different guy. Um, and the roommate of um, Beanie, Beanie Fieldstein. I couldn't remember her last name. I just remember Beanie, uh, Jonah Hill's sister. Yes, who from was the in first the first season. season who, Nadia well, transforms her. Yes, because she had been brought over to uh, be a sacrifice. And Nadia took to her. Because she was being mistreated by the other people of her LARPing group. Yep. And she's like, you don't have to take that shit. 
from anybody. So, um, and it included her roommate from college was in yes. the uh, was in the group. So they decide like, oh, we're gonna go to this house. We know that it's full of vampires, and it turned out it was full of vampires. But Guillermo didn't think it really was. Most of them get killed. Guillermo just like wrecks everybody. Uh, saves one of them. Um, I forget who else. I, I know the the roommate gets out. I Craig Robinson shot himself in the foot with the crossbow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, seasoned professionals. Um, but anyway, so it, it puts Guillermo in this position because he's killing vampires, which is obviously a cardinal sin for a vampire's familiar. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's been doing it to protect his, you know, his master. Right. So and then, you know, the end of season two puts him in a really interesting predicament mm-hmm. after killing all of those vampires. Everybody that was uh, part of the the vampire theater group. Uh, that was basically a trap by yeah, the council. Part of the, yeah, part of the jury. Um, and he went through, and because they even had like the uh, the reenactment, they're like, oh, you know, Guillermo killed him. They're like, oh, a familiar killing a vampire. Huh, how ridiculous. And he came down and he just fucking slaughtered everyone. And apparently they wanted someone different to play that role. I think they were uh, looking for someone maybe a little older, to play the role of of Guillermo and be um, Nander's familiar, but I think Harvey Guillen is. Perfect. Yeah, he uh, he auditioned. Audition, that's the word. And they were just like, "Yeah, that's this this guy is is it." Yeah, he's he's really good. Uh, yeah, he's got. The- that like quirky, shy, but like after a while, like very confident. Because this, this uh, yeah, he was originally intended to be middle aged, but the producers changed this when casting Harvey. Yeah, the, um, the which I think fits. Like in his character is kind of fun. He used to work at Panera Bread. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he didn't have much From going Panera for Panera Bread. Him. You came and to Panera Bread, you shall return. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he. Uh, he, this show is, you know, fairly graphic. Uh, they say fuck a lot. They say shit a lot. But they, uh, it's definitely uh, a rated R show. Like, the only thing they don't do is show nudity. Except maybe on, like, paintings and stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But everything else is pretty much on the table. Like, it's awesome. Like, there's some brutal killings. Um... And obviously, some very harsh, naughty language, like especially dealing with, and we'll move on to Laszlo, mm-hmm. uh, very sexual themes. Well, so as a human, Laszlo was the most handsome man in a village affected by leprosy and plague, though he also contracted leprosy himself. One night, the vampire Nadia flew into his window and seduced him before transforming into a hideous creature biting him and turning him into a vampire. As a vampire, Laszlo gained powerful hypnosis abilities and the unique ability to control and communicate with animals. Like most vampires, he could transform into a bat, 
but for some reason he feels the need that uh, to, to to yell bat when he transforms into a bat because it's fucking funny. He's like, oh, screw this bat, and like we'll turn into a bat. It's it's awesome. I love it. Every time he does it, it's funny. I tried to find info as to whether or not that was something that was scripted or if it was something that he felt, Matt Berry felt, that would lend itself well to this character. This is a guy I mean, like, who did a show with Rich Fulcher. I mean, like, yeah, I was going to say, like, regardless. Two you know, shows he with has, Rich Fulcher. He, oh, he has a lot of, like interesting improv improv we'll just call it he has interesting improv experience yeah like he's again you know dealing with somebody like rich fulcher working on the mighty boosh and then like they had a show just the two of them together um yeah so yes he's brilliant laszlo thinks that he is God's gift to everyone. He's very fluid. Uh, he has made it with both of his roommates, obviously Nadia, his wife, um, and Nandor. It's alluded to a couple of times. Oh, and a couple of times it wasn't exactly alluded. Like, you think we should finish each other off and then tell no one. <laughs> Um, he's had multiple affairs, but I mean, Nadia has as well. They have a very interesting relationship, but yet they, they always seem to come back to each other, which is nice. Well, yeah, like they're, they're as much as they argue and fight and, you know, bicker, you know, she clearly cares for him very deeply and he for her, as we could see in the, uh, in the, uh, Jackie Daytona episode when he comes back. Um, she's very excited that he's there and, um, you know, even though she keeps running off with Gregor, Gregor, or Je- Jes- Jesk, because <laughs> she can't pronounce Jeff, apparently, um, she keeps calling him Jesk, um, but Laszlo knew the whole time and, La- you know, she laments the whole episode about how every, every life that he's in He's decapitated. He's decapitated somehow, and every time, it's Laszlo. Laszlo's killed him every single time, (laughs) and it's awesome. He's also... Oh, he's the ghost. Yes. Yes, Gregor is the ghost. Laszlo is also a rather talented and interesting musician. Yes, as we saw on the uh, open mic night when they were singing all their songs. Apparently they'd written all these songs and yes. uh, So uh, he formed a musical duo with Nadia and composed several songs during the 18th and 19th century that would later become reinterpreted into other popular songs during the 20th century. The most notable examples include a seafaring song composed in 1792 that would later become the Beach Boys Kokomo and an 1852 tribute to his local fishmonger's wife, Chum on Irene, that would later <laughs> become Come on Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners. <laughs> Laszlo was also not aware of the existence of these covers until 2020, but did notice when, uh, when two of his other songs became reinterpreted for 
Uh, he's a jolly good fellow, and row, row, row your boat. Yes. Um, and that's a that's a great episode. Yeah, I, just, the, the, I mean, that episode is hilarious. Come on, Irene. And apparently, uh, some of those songs were just Matt Berry and Natasha Demetrio just riffing off of each other. Which I can definitely see, because they However, have good chemistry, it um, seems. Hoop skirt is a poop skirt was actually something that the writers wrote, and Natasha loved it so much that she wanted to sing that it. She's like, "This has to stay in. Like, this is this is something that we're doing." Mm-hmm. But but yeah, so uh, some of it was you know obviously the the writers doing their job, but some of it was just them kind of going off and and creating these. Well, I think that's the thing too. If you can get enchanting melodies, if you can get some folks who are, you know, really talented and funny, and you know, uh, really like click together comedically, which all of these characters really do. Um, if you give them a direction, they'll just go and like keep going until you stop them chemistry is important yes and i think one of the reasons why the show is so successful is because all of the characters have great chemistry together and you know some of the secondary and tertiary characters some of these one-off characters that they introduce um, well i wasn't even saying that when your show You know your show is something when Mark Hamill thinks your show is so fucking cool that he wants a guest spot on it. And he was really good in that. You know, and that, I mean, and that was the Jackie Daytona episode. Yep. And like, you forget that that's the Mark Hamill episode because the Jackie Daytona thing overshadows it. Right, you know, uh, Mark Hamill is at the beginning of the episode and the and the ending, in the middle. But all of this stuff, you know, Quickly. yeah. But all of this stuff happens around it. But it's like your show is so amazing. Mark Hamill is like, hey, I want to do your show. Well, Topher was Haley Joel Osment, mm-hmm. and Benedict Wong was the necromancer, like yeah. just kind of a throwaway. I mean, Craig Robinson in a throwaway role. Like, how many other? Like, you know, we talked about the, the first season when they did the Council of Vampires and then Tilda Swinton was there. Like, you know, Tilda Swinton, Wesley Snipes. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood. That, I always forget her. Um, Danny Trejo. And then obviously Taika Waititi, Jermaine Clement, and the dude who played Deacon. Like, right. And Wesley Snipes was on um, Skype. Skype. His Skype, Snipe Skype. Yeah. They're like, we think it might be a problem with your Wi-Fi. He's like, nothing wrong with my Wi-Fi. It's right next to the router. (laughs) Uh, Like, they get really good guest stars. Like, uh, I mean, as much as I don't care for him, Nick Kroll was on a couple of times. And he didn't suck. I mean, he definitely was... Well, I mean, and his character had a lot to do with Laszlo's character and the witch skin hat. Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, if I can't have a witch's asshole suckling, you know, gently at the back of my neck, I don't know what life is worth living for, or something along those lines. Um, yeah, like the cursed hat, like that one was nuts. Uh, but yeah, a ton. I mean, Doug Jones as the Baron? I mean, there you go. In the first season, and he dies. And they took they took him out, and you you showed me the gif because uh, it's one of the best things. 
he wants to go out on the town and party. <laughs> so he borrows some of Colin Robinson's clothes because he does not fit in. He looks more like a fucking genitalist bat. So he goes out on the town and he's, uh, you know, they show Nandor because the whole thing is just like the movie is being taken in by a documentary crew. And so he's like. He's like, we drank the blood of some people, but the people were on drugs. And, and now, now I I'm am a, a wizard. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's wearing a traffic cone on his head. Oh, my God. I lost my shit. That's probably one of the funny. I mean, and this show has done some really hilarious stuff, but that's probably one of the funniest things. The first time I saw it, I lost just, my goddamn We had mind. to stop it. We had to completely just pause watching it <laughs> because you and I were laughing so hard and even upon rewatch you know regardless of how many times we've we've rewatched we've this we've gone through it like four times uh it's still so funny so funny like they're each episode is self-contained but like it does the storyline does continue you know like there's a different conflict every episode that gets resolved mostly by the end yeah. But there's still lingering things, you know, like Guillermo's heritage, you know, the way he's being treated, you know, the relationships that they're having. Like, there's there's still stuff that needs to be resolved from earlier in the season, but there's always uh, there's always something going on that, you know, allows you to enjoy each episode while still, like, even if you hadn't seen any other episode, you could just drop in on any of them. But I recommend, obviously, watching from the beginning. So we've covered pretty much everybody. The only one we have left is Nadia. So Nadia is uh... my favorite. Yeah. And she really just, uh, she puts up with so much, so much. Like she's definitely the most intelligent one out of the bunch. Uh, she's the first one to bring up if there's, you know, paranormal activity. She's very in tune with that. Um, or, or something else kind of going on. She's usually the first one to notice. She's good at climbing. She's good at climbing. Um, I just, I, I think honestly, she has some of the best one-liners. And it's usually yeah. quips back and forth with the others. And generally, uh directed you know some sort of sharp-tongued remark directed at laszlo because he's being a dick so nadia was very disadvantaged during her human life her village located on a beautiful island with a high snake population was once a utopia but was burned to the ground by the army of an unknown warrior but we know who it is now yes only the, quote, stupidest people were spared, and the village never recovered, leaving its citizens badly affected by famine and poverty. Nadia's family was very poor and had to burn donkey dung and donkeys for warmth. When they ran out of donkey dung, they had to burn the donkey. Burn the donkeys, yes. When Nadia was young, her mother was eaten by a bear. Her dying screams were supposedly absorbed by her jade necklace that she had given to Nadia shortly beforehand. As a young woman, and that's the necklace that she she had given to somebody else, and it was lost. It, it, that was the superb owl episode. Superb owl episode, yes. Yes. So the jade necklace does make an appearance, but she 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 gets it back, but then she lets it go in a really nice way, you know, bringing people together. But anyways. 
As a young woman, she worked as a throat singer. So that's one of those like the like in the Simpsons. Yeah, in the Simpsons. That that was horrible. Yeah. I can't do it. Thank it's you, a, boob lady. <laughs> it's a really in, actually throat singing is a really interesting art. Um if you're in like just YouTube it. Uh it's a very cool thing cultural based. Um I'm fascinated by it. Obviously I can't do it, but I think it's 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 really cool. But anyways, one night while singing to the snakes, a female vampire in the form of a snake suddenly bit Nadia on the neck and turned her into a vampire. Nadia was subsequently chased off the island by her fellow villagers, which included her family. So after becoming a vampire, she gained many lovers, most of them being reincarnations of Gregor, a man and sometimes woman, mouse or horse, who led different lives but always died by decapitation at one point due to her cutting his head off in a moment of passion. So one time it was her, the rest of the times it was Laszlo. Yes. Uh, you know, sometimes he was a, a washerwoman. Yes. That was one of my favorite ones. One night, Nadia flew into the window of an English human. Laszlo Cravensworth seduced him, drank his blood, and turned him into a vampire. The two eventually married. Around 1861, the couple were driven out of Europe due to anti-vampire prejudice. They were shipped to the U.S. along with fellow vampire Simon the Devious, who Nadia most likely had an affair with. Laszlo brought his witchskin hat with him, which Nadia grew to resent as the hat was obviously cursed. She tried to throw the hat away several times, but it kept crawling back. Literally. Yeah, because it was definitely alive. At one point, Nadia was good friends with a witch named Lilith, but they fell out after Lilith slept with Laszlo. The incident caused Nadia to develop a serious hatred of witches. And that comes back in the episode where the witch coven... Uh, takes the men, including Colin Robinson, uh, to... Harvest their semen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's the one where, uh, what's his name, Nandor and Laszlo finish each other off and tell no one. Yes. Because, you know, it wouldn't have been the first time, according to Laszlo. <coughs> So they do the whole music thing and stuff that we already talked about. Oh, oh, and they also uh, created the tune to Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Yes. So Laszlo and Nadia settled in Staten Island while Sam the Devious went to Manhattan and quickly took over the city's vampires. He set up a vampire nightclub, the Sassy Cat Club, which Nadia, Laszlo, and Nandor frequented during the 1920s. At the time of the documentary filming, Nadia was living with Laszlo, the energy vampire Colin Robinson, Nandor, and his familiar Guillermo in a house on Staten Island. Yes. So that's pretty much everybody uh, that's it i know we've we've talked a lot about some of the stuff that they've done but there's so much that goes into this um i absolutely recommend that anybody who has not yet seen this show uh it's on hulu first two seasons this is one of those ones where you could 
pop in the first, uh, you know, pop on the first episode and you'll be seven episodes deep before you even realize it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so good. It's such a good show. And the actors and the writing and the direction, the sets, like, there's nothing about this I don't like. It's so well done. And um, if you're a fan of the movie and you haven't seen the show or vice versa, do yourself a favor and whichever one you haven't seen, see it. So I think that's a good place to stop. We'll take a uh, quick break, and when we come back, uh, we'll have some uh, closing things to talk about. And <laughs> right, closing things. Yes. Exciting. Yes. Closing things. We'll be right back. At Strong-Willed Sports Memorabilia and more, our mission is to raise as much money and awareness for pediatric cancer research as possible through the giving away of authenticated autographed sports memorabilia and more. All proceeds from our games will be donated to various pediatric cancer foundations, with the majority going to the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and the Jimmy Fund. Our mission to give back began when Craig and Kara's son William was diagnosed with a stage 4 Wilms tumor, and his courage to fight and overcome his cancer ultimately led to the start of the hashtag Strong-Willed Movement. For more information on how to donate and support this great cause, please visit the hashtag Strong-Willed Sports Memorabilia and More Facebook group. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award-nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors, and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. enjoyed that uh that discussion uh and i hope it made you want to go out and check out the uh the tv show or the movie or both if you haven't uh but if you've seen one without the other definitely uh complete the set so we're going to give you uh, another another week for the uh the battle results yeah so i mean what is time yeah. anymore like what is life? I, I just I dropped the ball on that, so I apologize. Um, you know, these days I'm either working or I'm not. I mean, and to be fair, today is our engagement anniversary, and neither of us remembered uh, because both of us have been under the weather. I had a fever of 102 last night, um, and we didn't have any cowbell. No, and that was the biggest issue. But uh, here we are. We haven't missed a show, though. No. We're, we're here. here. Uh, I canceled several other shows during the week, but I made sure that I was we're able to do this here. one. We're um, here. But yes, we're we, uh, here. 
We uh, are so, here for you guys. Yeah. So long story short, you get another week on the battle. So uh, in case you forgot, check out the social medias, the Facebook page, the Facebook group. It'll also be posted on Twitter and vote. You get a whole nother week for that. Uh, but we do have some other stuff to talk about. So I'm going to talk about some <laughs> wine, but it's sort not of. wine. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of been, I've kind of been cheating on wine a little bit. Uh, you know, I will always love wine. Wine is my number one. I, I, I love wine, uh, just from, from deep within the depths of my soul. It's just, it's, it's a part of who I am. Literally. It's a part of who I am. Uh, I, I, my, 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 my blood is, it's like 98% Merlot. Merlot at this point. Um, but I have discovered something that is so good, so good, that I just, I, I have to talk about it. So I'm not really a beer person. There are a couple of beers I, I, I don't hate. And usually they are they are more of the uh, fruit forward. Wachusett Blueberry lighter. with the blueberries at Boston Beer Works right near well, Fenway. So if it's at, it's not Wachusett Blue. I mean, there is a Wachusett Blueberry. Right, but not that one, but yeah. But it's, it's the, it's, I think they changed the name of it, but Boston Beer Works, there are a couple of them uh, scattered throughout the Boston Boston area. Uh, they have on an on tap this blueberry, they used to call it Blue Beery, uh, but I think they changed the name of it. But anyways... Uh, you know the 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 draft. Um, I'm trying, I, don't, I don't I don't I don't really know beer, so I don't know the terminology. Um, when they pour your beer, uh, little blueberries come out, and like these little because of the carbonation, these little blueberries just dance. dance in the bottom of your glass. Dance blueberries, and dance. it's just so fucking cute to have all of these little blueberries. Just it's like they're just really excited for you to eat them. And it's like, really yay, good. We've been chosen. We're gonna dance around until you get to us yay so like you get this really good you know it's um it's a light beer like i said i totally know beers um uh so it's it's not an ipa i definitely know it's that not, because it's kind i don't of like a, along like the ale. lines of like a bud light or like a like lager a, I, I an ale i don't i don't, I don't know. yeah regardless um it's really good and then when you get to the bottom you have all these happy little blueberries that are just so excited to just run into your mouth and yeah, the blue the, dance on your taste buds. It gives you a little bit of blueberry flavor, but then you get like the blueberries, which really enhance it. Like especially if you're getting blueberries as you're drinking it. Oh, it's okay, but, but that's not what I'm talking no, about. No, no, right it's now. so good though. <laughs> no, but if you do, if if you uh, haven't been to a Boston Beer Works, do yourself a favor. If you're in the Boston area, or if you find yourself in Boston, near Boston, what have you, definitely check them out. They have. So many different beers on taps. They make their own beer right there. Um, brew. They brew their own beer. That's what you do. Uh, but anyways, that's not what I'm talking about. I like cider. I'm not a huge fan of cider, but I have had some ciders that uh, I, I enjoy. Like the um, Angry Orchard, the Rosé that they came out with a couple years ago. That nice pink cider made from the i think it's like the pink lady apples 
Uh, That's delightful. Not all ciders do it for me, though. Some of them have like that really weird apple taste, you know, almost like that fake apple taste. And some of them have that really fake, flat cinnamon taste to it, like the cinnamon nutmeg, you know, apple spices. You know, and and it's just really almost like um, fireball. Some of them kind of have like that fireball cinnamon-like taste to it. And it's just really off-putting. But I have found a cider that is so good and so delightful. And it's it's a new thing that's currently out right now. You can get it in a few places. You would have to go on their website to see exactly if they deliver out to your area. But I am talking about Down East Cider. They are located out of Salem or near the Salem area. And we were on a mission. Let me say it was last fall, the end of last fall. We had heard of something called uh, Down East Cider, Cider Donut Cider. And apparently it's like the holy grail of cider. We never found it. Uh, but we were talking, we were like, hey, maybe we should just try this Downy Cider, just to try it. We got it for my birthday. And so I got a pack of, it's Blackberry Cider. Now, now bear with me. So obviously, it's it's blackberry-infused apple cider. So the cider itself, it's unfiltered, so you have some of the, like, I call it the apple gunk in it. Uh, But it really just adds to the overall flavor and the charm of the cider. It doesn't have any of that fake apple taste to it. It doesn't have any of that uh, that fake, you know, spice taste to it. It's just good. It's not mulling spice that you taste. You taste like the cider itself. Right. (laughs) You know, and then the blackberry cider. Oh, my goodness. Like, it is so good so it's obviously you you do taste the blackberry but the the flavor combination like one flavor really isn't in competition with the other they do a really good job of of marrying the two flavors and it's not really spiced either so you don't have you know all of these like cinnamon and nutmeg and like ginger flavors kind of combating with the cider combating with the the blackberry flavor like it's it's so good it is so good and that's what i've been drinking a lot recently it's downy cider blackberry cider it is so good so you can go to um you see i think it's just downeastcider.com down eastcider.com uh and you can see if they have if, if they carry these ciders out to your area i mean it may just be a new england thing i'm not sure but um yeah definitely it's definitely worth looking up to see if if they deliver out to your area yeah it's really really good we tried the uh the pear the yeah, unfiltered so the, the pear yeah so um there's the the regular unfiltered, which is, you know, I, I think that's their thing. Mm-hmm. Like all of their apple ciders um, are unfiltered. So you get the apple gunk in it, which, you know, just kind of Enhances adds to flavor, this organic yeah. flavor that, uh, you know, it, it has. Um, 
but let's see what was the other one well yeah we tried the pear and the pear was really good too i did like it but the blackberry one just it just it blew mm. my mind like so yeah i've been i've been cheating on wine a little bit with the blackberry cider because it's so good and like honestly it's a really good kind of like transition from winter into spring yeah drink it's not too heavy um you know it's uh and there's not a ton of booze in it either, so you can, like, you know, have one while you're, you know, if you're at home working, you know, have a, have a you know, a quick one. Or if you're watching TV or whatever, like, oh, let me have one while I'm watching my show and then I mean, they do finish have doing their, stuff um, around the house. The, I think it's the double yeah. unfiltered that is... That has a little more of a that kick. Ha- yeah, that has a little uh, bit of a higher I alcohol think that's content. Nine, nine six compared to like five nine for the yeah, other ones. Yeah, I, f- I forget, I forget. But um, <coughs> but anyways, yeah, this is good, and it's not overly sweet. I think that's why I like it. Uh, well, one of the reasons why I like it is, you know, I I, I do like some sweeter things, but at the same time, like I I don't really love super sugary drinks and that's kind of like my my qualm with some of these like you know when you go out for cocktails or for some of these like uh bottled cocktail drinks or ciders or whatever they have a lot of sugar in it this doesn't seem to have a lot of sugar in it it doesn't kind of leave you with that sicky sweet aftertaste and I think a lot of places have to do that because they need the sugar to enhance the alcohol that's already in there because it has such a low alcoholic content that they jack up the sugar and you know, artificially make you feel like you're drinking more than you are. I mean, that that could be it, but um, but yeah. So Downey Cider, it's definitely worth looking up and see if they have it in your area. And for me, for my uh, science thing, one of the coolest things I've seen in the last week or so was the uh, testing of the uh, little helicopter drone on Mars. They were able to uh, lift it off. Let it hover for a few minutes and bring it back down, which was pretty awesome. Um, um, yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, watching cool stuff like that happen on Mars. So, um, Andrews, what else we got coming up? So, submissions are currently being. It's it's submission time for the Amalgamania uh, Entertainment and Podcast Awards. Those are words. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, the Amalgamania Podcast and Entertainment Awards. The submission uh, window is currently open. So if you have a podcast... Or <laughs> I mean, you definitely have a podcast better than ours the past couple of weeks. Right now, yeah. <laughs> if you have a podcast, a Twitch stream, or a YouTube channel. Uh, get your submissions in. You can go to amalga-mania.com for more info. Yep, and uh, that'll give you all of, the, uh, all of the submission guidelines where you... Uh, you know, how you submit, what you submit, different categories that you can submit for, and uh, all of that good stuff. So check it out. Uh, it is going to be the award ceremony. The show will be hosted by Ashes and myself. Hopefully we'll do a better job than we did the past <laughs> 10 minutes or so on, on here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we will uh, 
is terrible. Um, There's a, there are some awesome, awesome trophies, too. Like, the trophies look amazing. Yes, we just recently saw the prototype for the trophies, and whoa, wow. You definitely want one of those sitting on your shelf. Yes. So, yeah, go to amalga-mania.com for more info and get your submissions in. You have until May 4th. And what do you have to lose? Yeah, nothing. You just have uh, stuff to gain. Like, you know, you could be on a... Uh, on a, an award show that you know tons of people see your show your 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 product whether it's you know again twitch stream youtube channel or uh, podcast funny how that's the one i couldn't remember um and you know help yourself get more more viewers and everything so i definitely uh i definitely encourage everybody out there to to do so uh we've got a, a great team of judges and you know, we're very excited to see this thing come to fruition and give away some awesome trophies. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got some great stuff coming up for you in the future. But uh, I guarantee it'll be better than this. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to cut our losses. And with that being said, we, we will see you next Thursday, Thursday. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs>